Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The McYon Show. I am your host, McYon. And I am your co-host, Amina. Thank you so much for tuning in on this awesome Martin Luther King yes. Day. Oh, yes. my goodness. I love having my show on Mondays because I get to catch all the holidays <laughs> and to be able to acknowledge everything that's going on. So welcome. Thank you to everybody who is watching on VoxWave.com and also YouTube. Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are here each and every Monday from 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also we are looking for guests. So if you were if you are looking to be on the McYon show, you can definitely hit me up on Facebook or Instagram at MVA Speak. We are looking for all entrepreneurs, kidpreneurs, politicians, authors, pastors or either the girl or boy next door who just have a story that needs to be told. We are here, and we would love to share our platform with you. So thank you again for tuning in. So hello, Amina. Hello, sis. How are you? I'm good. Excited good? about. Thank you, you too. <laughs> thank you. Excited about another show today. Yes, another show. Oh, my goodness. I love doing this. I know you do. I do. I meet so many great people. And just get to, you know, talk about different things that's affecting our community and different things that's going on in our community. You know, just trying to be that bridge to connect people. Absolutely. People always say, well, I didn't know they do this mm -hmm. and where are they doing this? So we want to be that place where you can say, you know what? I found out about that on the McKeown show. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then, like you said, and today, today, with Martin Luther King Jr. Day, yes, birthday, and yes. so many activities and things that are definitely going on in um, the nation's capital, yes. in the DMV area. Yeah, did you get a chance to attend any of the festivities? I didn't, not today. I didn't either. It was just too cold right. for me. <laughs> it was just too cold. I didn't go out there. I didn't want to, you know, be outside for any of the outdoor activities, mm -hmm. but. A lot of people around the city was out there, so I did watch by um, live stream from mm -hmm. Facebook. So I just kudos to Facebook. You know, Facebook can really have us places to, at two places at, at one, one time. time. You exactly. know, I'd be right in my bed, but I was at the parade. <laughs> you know? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> can definitely do that. So how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Just still some, you know, family time and, mm -hmm. and trying to focus on me a little bit more in 2019 with some self-care and so forth. So Absolutely. That's that, what my focus is. Absolutely. That is always definitely a plus. And yours? Oh, my goodness. What did I do this weekend? I had a very quiet weekend. I did a lot of things at home, you know. Um, I seen my grandson on Friday, so that's always good when I see that little... <laughs> ball of joy um, had him on Friday and then Saturday it was really relaxed got a chance to do because um, I'm going to North Carolina um, this weekend so I was just trying to get some things together for that program and it was really quiet I really had um, said that I wasn't going to do anything because I had anticipated all this bad weather right, right. you know right, so exactly. I had already planned to be you know quiet exactly. at home watching movies and mm -hmm. just catching up on a few um, emails and some work but other than that, nothing. It was good. So what about the event that you're saying that you're getting ready for this Yeah, next? so this is the fourth year I'm going back to Rocky Mountain, North Carolina for my Healing Lives tour. I go down there every January and put on a, um, an event, like a conference. Well, not a conference, but more so, you know, we do workshops down mm -hmm. there. And so since my um, platform is domestic violence, we, we host um, workshops in... Defining healthy relationships, 
um, the whole self-love piece, how to plan your escape, you know, how do you plan your future. And we also do a course on finances. Okay, wonderful. You know, just trying to show people of how you get your finances back together after abuse, you know. We know that the number one thing a lot of women stay in these abusive mm -hmm. relationships is because of finances right. and because of their credit status and maybe Correct. they can't get the things that they need. So we bring in a financial guru to be able to teach them how to get back to doing small things as far as like budgeting, okay. how you can budget your money, where you can put your money away safely, right. you know, and different things like that. That's so, wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. So I am excited. Um, Sherry Cook is definitely back on the team, and she's going down with us, and Roz Manley. And also a shout-out to my girl, um, Kim Stewart, Kimberly Stewart. Wonderful. Down in Rocky Mountain. And I'll tell you, girl, this is a powerful woman. You know, she is my lead down in um, North Carolina to handle everything. She's a, um, a native Washingtonian. Oh, okay. But um, two weeks ago, here in D.C., um, her son was murdered. And so she came up here, wow. she buried her son, and she went back home yesterday. And she called me today, and she wow. just said, I, you know what, I just want you to know that I am on it. We're, we're, well, she already told me from the beginning that we wasn't going to cancel right. this event. She said because she knew that her son would want her to keep pressing Absolutely. on and keep moving. And so I just want to give a shout-out to her for, you know, her strength to want to just keep moving Absolutely. with the movement of healing lives and self-love and strong families and mm -hmm. thriving communities. I mean, she puts the whole, she gives me a whole new meaning to strong families. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. And it's so ironic that you say that even on today with Martin Luther King, mm -hmm. birth, you know, Junior's um, birthday from the standpoint of different things that he would just teach us in our community to just keep pressing, keep to keep pressing. pressing. Yep. Keep pressing. Yes, we thank Martin Luther King, too, for all that he did, the, the sacrifice, the sacrifice and his family, you know, his, the sacrifices that his wife and his children mm -hmm. made for him to be out there to be able to fight for so many causes mm -hmm. of things that, you know, a lot of times in today's society, you know, we take granted yes. for. And like earlier, um, I was talking with my engineer, Ron, and he was saying, you know, it's just so amazing that it's so many people who, you know, wasn't even alive when Martin Luther King was walking the mm -hmm. earth. And right. I see, and I told him, I said, you know what, I am one of those right. people. Absolutely. You know, I wasn't mm -hmm. even born when Martin Luther King walked the earth. And so that's why it's so important, the education and the awareness that we bring and not to let that his living be in vain. Mm -hmm. Yes. You yeah. know, because yeah. you can see a lot of things that's happening in today's society. It um, counteracts everything that they fought so hard yes. for. Yes. You know yes. that they fought so hard yes. for. Yes, yes, especially even the violence, the gun mm -hmm. violence, and and so forth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, the the killing of our own people. Yeah, you know, so it just contradicts everything yeah. that they fought for to yeah. bring us together. Yeah, so we got to get back to that. Mm -hmm. You know, get back to that real love and that real sense of community where I love my brother. You yes. know, I love my sister. Mm -hmm. and, yep. and really be your brother's or sister's keeper. Yes. Love our neighbor that we will love ourselves as we ought to love ourselves. Absolutely. For sure. Yep. Absolutely. So we thank Martin Luther King for all that he has done and all those other freedom fighters who have just laid their lives on the line. And mm -hmm. there's so many others. Mm -hmm. It's so many others that we don't even hear about. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just want to let everybody know, you know, do your research, you know, 
go 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 to the library well go online you can go online man mm -hmm. go online and search about other people who have paved the way for us mm -hmm. and just see how you can contribute to society because one thing about it is that you want to be the type of person that you leave the world better than when you found it mm -hmm. And so what does that look like for you? Find out what that looks like for you and implement that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Implement that. So on another thing I was going to say is about this whole government shutdown. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was so amazing to me. On my ride here, I um, caught an Uber here, and I was talking to my driver, and I stated to him, I said, you know what? What I've learned from this government shutdown is that um, – that we as a society people, that we can really cure hunger if we wanted to. Mm. You know, since the government shut down, you have so many businesses and people stepping up to, I feed, about that. to feed people and yep. do things. And I'm saying, wow, yep. why can't we get that participation for the air? Because it's, it's everyday people yep. that's suffering. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But yet it's so funny because when we see those people, we turn our back to them. Yep. Like, why is it such a difference? Mm -hmm. and, and it's always been a society that when you have, you're always given more. Mm -hmm. But when you don't have, you're looked at like you're a peasant. Mm -hmm. And like it's your fault that you're in mm -hmm. your the situation. situation. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny you say that because I actually was thinking about that, um, especially with the work that we do yes. with my with the organization that by the handles and helping, supporting homeless, yes. domestic violence victims, mm -hmm. our at-risk youth. And this is something that goes on all the time so it's not just for you know Thanksgiving mm -hmm. or Christmas mm -hmm. or what have you or when it's a crisis like this and this is a crisis for our whole entire um, country mm -hmm. and so we're not making light right. of anything pertaining to the shutdown at all mm -hmm. because it's Americans mm -hmm. it is not just you know this is across our country but to your point it is important mm -hmm. that we understand that this can happen to anyone, anyone. at a blink of an eye mm -hmm. you know and so yeah anyone you know, I really, I, that really came across, I think it was yesterday. Yesterday when I was at home and I was listening to my gospel and talking to one of my um, pastor friends and we were praying and all of a sudden, I just, that, I just got that epiphany mm -hmm. where, you know, it was like the Lord was speaking and saying that, you know, we can cure hunger if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. But the thing of it is, is that is it profitable mm -hmm. to cure it? And so I started thinking deeper about that and I said, yes, because even with people that, with cancer, mm -hmm. A lot of times people saying that there is a cure for cancer, but is it profitable for it to be a cure? Mm. It's more profitable to keep you sick. It's more profitable than if I keep you hungry. Mm. You know, so we got to think about that as a society. Like this, this right here, this whole government shutdown is really a, a, a wake-up call for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I hope they're really understanding of what God is really trying to show us in this moment mm -hmm. so that we can be able to move forward from this and just be a better society mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. and to know that it can be any of us mm -hmm. hungry right absolutely standing in line for some food and for mm -hmm. some help mm -hmm. you know absolutely absolutely Woo. so with that being said we are definitely going to change gears because we have an awesome guest that's here in the studio so what we're going to do we're going to take a break and we'll be right back and we'll have our awesome guest here at the table you are watching the McKeon Show, and thank you for tuning in. We gonna start them all smooth, huh? If this is your first time seeing Belladonna, y'all know we started all smooth because we got a whole nother set of parties. Hey.
All the cancers in the building, yeah. Who got a birthday out here tonight? Oh, I just got a bunch of grown folks coming out ready to party. All the grown folks that just here to party, make some noise for me, y'all. Hey! Give me a little more love, yeah. Yeah. you, baby. Yeah. She not see you. Oh. I can't believe I believed everything we had was so dumb and naive to believe that would be a changed man. Silly of me to dream of day having your kiss. Love is so blind, it feels right when it's wrong. I can't believe I fell for your sins. I'm smarter than that. So dumb and naive to believe that with me. Hey, silly of me to compete when you cheat with women. Took me some time, but now I am strong. Because I realized a guy. that no one in the DMV should go without a coat this winter. So we partnered with Star Imports Dealership for this year's annual coat drive. If you have an old or gently used coat that can still be worn, drop it off with us. Vox Wave Studios at 4711 Off Place, Suitland, Maryland. And give the gift of warmth to somebody in need in the DMV. DJ Rick Entertainment. DJ Rick Entertainment, hottest DJ in the DMV area, CEO of Step Your Game Up and the Youth Project Show, the DJ on the Heartbeat Conga Hour, and sound engineer for a variety of bands. DJ Rick Entertainment is your number one company for all your stage and sound event needs. Call 202-390-1151. That's 202-390-1151. DJ Rick Entertainment.
everyone, and welcome back to the McYon Show. I am your host, McYon. And I am your co-host, Amina. As you can see, we do have our awesome guest at the table. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to read you his bio, and then we're going to get right into the interview. So welcome, and thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me here today. You're welcome. So guys, here on at the studio, we have Pastor O. Jermaine Vago. Pastor O. <laughs> currently serves as the founding pastor of Centerpoint Baptist Church in Washington, D.C. He is a native Washingtonian, born the third child of Emmanuel Wright Vago Sr. of Wyden, West Virginia, and Catherine Bodie Vago of LaGrange, Georgia. So, welcome. Welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is such a pleasure to have you here today. Yeah, on this cold night. Sorry, I'm, I know. You know, I brought my crew with me, hawk outside. <laughs> you know, so you know, he said he's gonna hang around for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad he's waiting outside because it sounds like it feel like he's trying to come in here though. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a pleasure. It is definitely a pleasure to have you here on the McYon show. So what you can do, you can look right into that camera, and if there's something else that you would like to let our listeners know about you, you have the No, I just want to shout out all of the D.C., DMV area. <laughs> Got my son O'Shea in the studio with us today. Okay. What's up, O'Shea? So, uh, you know, on this MLK holiday, yes. not a day off, but a day on. So, yes. you know, just glad to be in service one more time. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. You know what? I, I, every time I hear that, when, when, when the people talk about, you know, when we say Martin Luther King, a day on of service and a day off, you know, sometimes I, I, it goes in my mind. I'll be like, you know what? Well, why do I always have to want be the one that always just want to go against everything? I'll be like, of all holidays they pick for us to work on, why did it have to be Martin Luther King? <laughs> why can't we, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Doing nothing on Martin Luther right, King's birthday, right? right. And, it, and you know, and there's still a lot of companies <laughs> mm -hmm. that do not celebrate and honor the fact that it is a holiday. You still have to go to work. And I remember a company I used to work for um, years ago. I would take off because mm -hmm. I had that, you know, the attitude of it's my right, you mm -hmm. know. Absolutely. And so, mm -hmm. to that point, what would um, you say? Because I, we talk about a day of service, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people. And I remember. I think it was last year sometimes someone said to me, so what is the foundation doing on MLK? And it's so interesting because I'm like, wasn't anything particularly that we were going to do on Martin Luther King because we do service every day. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like we're going to do something or what are, what are you doing on Thanksgiving? You know, what are you right, doing right, on right, Christmas? Right. Because this is a 24-7 service, you know, that we do. And so what would you say, you know, even when it comes to people who feel sometimes that, you know, it's just things that we do on the community of service on MLK. Right. So let me say that, you know, uh, a day on and a day off speaks to the sacrifice mm -hmm. that we have to make. You know how it is, come holiday season, we, all we want to do is lay around the house and do whatever we want to do. But it's being very intentional, you know, in our effort to take that holiday and give back to the community. Uh, mm -hmm. So we got to always be mindful of what people did in order for us to have the right to have a holiday mm -hmm. or the right to, to even work in, in those things like that. And so Centerpoint every year we put together about 2,000 uh, care packages for underserved women in the community. 
Uh, we have some partnerships with D.C. Baptist Convention, American Baptist uh, Convention USA Incorporated, get a couple of grants. And what we decided to do on MLK Day is give back to the community by serving underserved women. Mm -hmm. And so we put kid packages together and we bring in, you know, the young, the old churches and organizations from all over. Uh, because for us, it's been very intentional in how we impact those who we see every day and sometimes and oftentimes ignore. Mm. Absolutely. That is so big. I'm, and sometimes I try to, because, because now I'm in that type of service of always out and feeding and putting together care packages for the underserved um, community of people. You know, sometimes I wonder, I'll be like, you know, how can people go for so long? Like, why does it always have to be a holiday to give to serve? Like, why does the mentality of the people say, oh, because it's Christmas, I'm in the joyous spirit, I'm going to give. Like, why don't we take on that joyous spirit of giving all year long? Yeah, because it, it speaks to having a heart of compassion, mm. right? And sometimes, you know, our efforts to give back is something that we check off our, our list mm. every year. Mm -hmm. So I know every Christmas or every Thanksgiving, you know, I'm going to give away gifts. So I'm going to give away turkeys, and I've done my, my deed, my duty to end out the year. And, and then it's on to take a talk about me and what I'm going to do in the new year. Uh, and so you're right in the sense that we have to always be uh, mindful of there's always someone less fortunate mm -hmm, than us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and so no matter how bad we may have it or experience it or perceive it, you know, there's always someone else somewhere that may not have even the little that we do have. Yeah, and, yeah. and so we have to always be in a, in a spirit and a mindset of being humble, mm -hmm. you know. And so every morning is a blessing within itself. Yeah. And Absolutely. so every morning, you know, we ought to wake up saying thank you. And now, and now that you've done this for me, you know, what can I do for somebody else, you know, as I go throughout this particular day? Mm -hmm. And so you're right. It shouldn't just be something we do once a year or during the holiday seasons. But how do we begin to make that a part of our fiber, of our being? Mm -hmm. That we're only as strong as the one amongst us who is weak. That's, That's right. right. That is true. That's right. That is very true. That's right. And even, you know, dealing with Martin Luther King um, and being a father, to so many, you know, of his own, of course, biological children, but then also to other men. You know, I know that you are a father of mm -hmm. four, mm -hmm. um, as well as a mentor. So talk to us about that. Talk to us about your children and you being, I mean, you're not no old man. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. But you are a mentor. And one thing that I admire um, about you is your heart for the community but more so for young black men and being a native Washingtonian and growing up and, and knowing that there's so many people like myself that are products of the fatherless generation mm. that is something that I know um, is a really big um, part of who you are and, right. and, and giving to the community and being a part of young black men lives and, and others as well, but specifically that. Yeah, so most definitely, you know, I have my four, my oldest who is Marcus, uh, then Alexis, then O'Shea who's here in the studio, uh, and then baby girl, uh, uh, oh my Lord, <laughs> Chloe. Uh, and so those are my four. And then yes, I have a, a host of other uh, young males uh, that I've mentored over the years. Here, here it is for me in a nutshell. You know, I grew up upper middle class. Uh, I didn't have to engage 
in certain lifestyles and activities in the streets. Uh, but that was a choice I made, you know, whether it was through rebellion or just wanting to experience it. Uh, and then to be able to escape that and look back and see potentially the damage that I had caused. Mm. How I, you know, uh, engaged in activities that, that somewhat raped communities you know, of dignity and worth and pride. You know, I've set it out to be my, mis my mission uh, to always be in a posture to give back. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what I have, you know, for me is God, you gave it to me so that I can bless somebody else, you know. And so that's why, you know, any young man, any young lady who, who's looking for a father figure, I always make myself available. And I just don't say no mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I had that growing up. You know, I, I had both my parents, you know, in the household. Uh, and so to, to experience that by choice in going out and living a counterproductive life uh, and seeing the negative impact that I had on somebody else's life or somebody else's well-being, you know, I just make it my mission now that whenever I can or however I can, I want to give back to restore that breach. Absolutely. Mm. And that is big, you know. Um, had another guest on the show probably about three weeks ago now and he spoke of the same thing he um he works for um the office of neighborhood safety and engagement in dc and i was like i never heard of that and he said you know mayor bowser had um implemented this office and what they do they go back out into the street corners of dc and talk to the young brothers and everybody that's on the corner you know asking them what do they need like, why are you here? And I asked him, well, what do they, what are they saying? Like, what, what are they saying that they need? And he said it all boils down to it is that a lot of them are out on the street begging, robbing, and stealing because of not having enough to eat. That it all boils down to not having food to eat. And so I asked him, I said, well, what makes you go back and do this type of activism? And he said, because, you know, that was me at one time. I was out there. And he said, and, you know, in growing up, when it was time to pass the baton, I failed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He said, I failed. He said, I, we, we, I didn't, he said, my generation didn't put out that image to the younger generation where they can be more productive mm -hmm. and to see life in a different way. And so I just appreciate that when, when, when men say that, when they see that the life they live, that it has now caused the younger generation to live a certain way because, like he said, we dropped the baton. And I said it a lot even like with women. You know, a lot of times we have done growing up, we have dropped the baton and passed it on to the other young sisters when it comes to domestic violence. A lot of our daughters and stuff witness that in the household mm -hmm. of us staying and accepting this type mm -hmm. of abuse. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to them and now they're in relationship, they're like, well, you did. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we, we all have a responsibility, mm -hmm. you know. And, and so whatever it is that so we escape out, I always play in my head um, the movie Shawshank Redemption. I love mm -hmm. that movie. Mm -hmm. Right. So you remember when they got ready to, uh, and they broke out of the prison mm -hmm. in order to, to taste freedom, they had to go through the sewer line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as they make it through the sewer line, uh, one of them looked back, and there's the image of the penitentiary. Mm -hmm. And so every time I, I watch that movie, and every time that image comes to my head, at that moment I begin to think, 
how many of us will be willing to go back through the sewer, mm. to go mm. back into the prison, to mm. free somebody else? My goodness. Right? right? And that's our responsibility. Right. It is not just for us to get to the other side of our pain and our right. trauma right. Right. and right. our hurt and our disgust and our disappointments and say, I've made it out, right. and you got to figure out how to get out on yourself. Right. Right. No, we all have a moral and social responsibility to go back, even if that means getting hurt along the way, on, even if that means sacrificing our own life Absolutely. and our own safety and I our own freedom. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it is, right? That's the word is, right you know, I, Because I now know the way. Come on mm -hmm. now. Right? I know the way to freedom. Mm -hmm. And God. so I have a high likability of going back and freeing somebody else and bringing them out with me mm -hmm. the next time around. And sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, we get to the place where, you know, we free, and that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. You get you know, yours. You know, I, <laughs> right. I, I, can, I, I can tell you which way to go, right. but I ain't necessarily willing to show you which exactly. way to go. That's right. I'm, I'm not willing to go with you every mm -hmm. step of the way. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, that's, that's being in community. Yes. You know, willing to sacrifice your life somebody else somebody else can live. Amen. And I ain't necessarily trying to preach here today, but that's what Jesus did, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And that, yes. that's the moral responsibility that Jesus showed us, that he was willing to sacrifice his life that you and I can live. Absolutely. And if Jesus is able and willing to do that for us, Amen. that we should be willing to do that for our brothers and sisters Absolutely. as well. That's right. Absolutely. And that's how I feel even Ooh. with the work that... I do. Mm -hmm. The work that you do. Mm -hmm. The work that you do. I right. mean, you know, because a lot of times it's like, well, you know, you keep talking about the same thing, you mm -hmm. know, or you're, you're in this platform or, you know, everyone may not still be experiencing the unhealthy relationships. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> everyone still may not be, you know, yes, dealing are. with certain things in their community. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. And it's only for a certain person mm -hmm. who understands their responsibility mm -hmm. that can say you know what I am now accepting the call mm -hmm. and that might and it comes with a price it mm -hmm. comes with a price of people understanding that you accept the call it comes with a price like you said where it's days when it's lonely mm -hmm. that you know when you're out there and trying to deal with certain things and so what you said is totally it and I couldn't yes. say it anybody anybody out there that want to know why I do what I do and keep going back Pastor Bago has said, said it for it. all of us. <laughs> all of us. He, has cleared, he has cleared it up for everyone. <laughs> that is all. Of, so now your church theme, mm -hmm. which I absolutely love, is no judgment, no shame, just, just love. love. Mm. That's so right. let's talk That's about no judgment, no shame, just love. And when I heard that, you know, and with both of us growing up in church, mm -hmm. um, it's so much of that stigma that church doesn't do mm -hmm. anymore. There can be judging. Mm -hmm. They call shame on right. those that, one, may not come in looking the way that you're supposed to look back in the day without Sunday best, mm -hmm. which is all demonstrating no love. No love. <laughs> so how did you, right. that's my, that was my term on what his uh, mm. motto is, what, that might not be it. So what nah, you, you, you know, you, you hit it right on the, right on the head, right? So, so center point, you know, it's not just come as you are, it's be you. Mm. And so whoever you believe that God has called you to be in this season in your life or in your existence, then be you. You don't have to change who you are. You know, you don't, you don't have to co-opt who you are. You know, you don't have to do certain things to be accepted. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and that is center point. You, we, we gonna love on you no matter what, mm -hmm. you know. And and if you don't know what love is, then let us show you what mm -hmm. love is. Amen. And love is just saying, you know what? No matter who you are, what you are, where you go, and what you do, we still gonna love you. Amen. And so that's how center point is. You ain't gotta come dressed in no suit unless you want to. <laughs> you ain't gotta come dressed in no well, except for old shade. Don't be looking up at me. <laughs> Uh, you know, because there's some responsibilities we still we gotta show them how to how to how to dress. He, you know, he ain't got to the age where he can wear Tims every Sunday. You, 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 you know, know the PK kids. You know, you know they they you know they the most rebellious. You know, but but it's but it's 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 a it's a place where you can just experience authentic community, right? You know, we don't tell you to change. You know, we we show you how to embrace how God made you. Amen. And however it is God made you, if you can accept how God made you, we can accept how God made you. That is powerful. That is powerful. Because I was just having a conversation with someone on Facebook, and they were talking about the judgments of the church. <laughs> and it's like, um, I would say for the past year, I have met um, a lot of people in the church and other cloth who are pastors and prophets of God and all these things. And when I look back over it, I'd be like, you know what? Those were the worst people I have met in my life. Me. I mean, no, we ain't, no, 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 see, we ain't going to get no all that, cause, you know, no judgment. No, no judgment. No shame. And that's what you think it you is. Know. And that's what you think it is. And like me, I said, you know what, God, I didn't come to follow you to get the same thing that I get in the world. But then it showed me, like, with some people, like, there's a lot of imposters. And so I started thinking about it. I said, you know what, God, you said it was going to be a lot of false prophets rising up in the last days, that they would even fool the elite with how they come in. And so you take these people on and you're thinking they're one thing, but they're something totally different from who they say they are. So let me say this. We are, we are, we are all human, mm -hmm. right? We're all human on this journey to experience an all-knowing, an all-loving God, right? And so the last thing... Uh, that I want anyone to do uh, is to put anybody in church up on a pedestal equal with God. Amen. Right? Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you, you, you know, and, and, and so uh, oftentimes we take out our leaders uh, and, and we, we hold them to this, to this higher esteem. Mm -hmm. And we look for them to be a replacement for God. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Right? And that becomes the challenge. Now, here's the reality. Now, if you're looking for a church that ain't got no hurt, that's uh, all perfect, uh, the moment in which you step across some doors, <laughs> it ain't going to be that no more. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 And so, and so your, your responsibility of being in church is to experience God in a very real, genuine, authentic way. Mm -hmm. uh, and not to look to the pastor or the deacons or the, or the ushers or the choir uh, to, 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 to serve as your, your model. You become the model. Yes. Because the scripture says that you are made in God's image yes. and in God's likeness. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so don't, don't look to me mm -hmm. to be your reflection of God. Mm -hmm. Look to you. Every time you get up in the morning, and you look in the mirror, look to see in which way you, you are reflecting the image of God. And, and when you come to church, 
reflect that image right. of how you see God operating in your life. Mm -hmm. Because your testimony, just because you may not have the position, your testimony may, may, may be a demonstration of those who do have the, the, the position mm -hmm. to change something that's going on in their life. That's what community is. Mm -hmm. And com community operates in a circle mm -hmm. where we're all equal. Mm -hmm. We're all in this journey together. And something that you do or you share or the life that you live and demonstrate may be an example for somebody else who might just have a title. Title don't mean nothing. Absolutely. Right. Right. And I know for me, that was one of the reasons why I really um, embraced and love your motto about just love because the greatest gift of them all is love. Yes. And when we look through the scriptures, there's we can't even count how many times love mm -hmm. is in this. The word love is in the scriptures for that mere reason, because there may be some people who we are that example mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of the only Christ that they may ever see. And, you know, to your point, we know that there are some things that happen, you know, in church and church hurt and all of that is very real. But because of that, and even if you experience it, when you talk about even going back mm -hmm. to getting the people where mm -hmm. you came out of, mm -hmm. if you really are healed or you really understand how deep that church hurt could be, then that's an example of you going back mm -hmm. and then that testimony of showing love mm -hmm. where others may not have seen that love of Christ, you know, right, right. In, in the church or church people. And so it is important. And I, I do want to um, switch gears a little bit and ask, uh, and I know um, Mignon and I have talked about this before and very recently since I've been the co-host this month you've mentioned it several times about different things that transpired in church and mm -hmm. as I have as well of how sometimes you um, didn't have the older saints older women how they talk about in Titus to be there you know to help you and support mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what would you say is maybe the stigma per se in church and maybe pastors um, talking about certain issues that plague our community such as mental health such as domestic violence, you know, um, and we know domestic violence is broad from spiritual abuse to financial to mm -hmm. emotional, all of that. Um, where certain topics that seem a little taboo mm -hmm. when it comes to um, church. Yeah, so church is an extension of our families. Mm. Uh, and, mm. and so, you know, as I speak on the role and responsibility of the black church, uh, we can't do that without first taking a, an example and looking at the black family. Mm -hmm. uh, and those same issues that are not spoke about in the black church are the same issues that are not spoken of um, in the black family. Mm -hmm. You know, just the other, other week I was mm -hmm. able to watch um, the, the docu-series on R. Kelly. Yeah. Mm. And as he, as his brother, talked about their sexual abuse mm -hmm. in the home, mm -hmm. he, he says, but I'm not going to say who it was mm -hmm. because I don't want to bring that shame mm -hmm. on my family. My goodness. Right. 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 And so we're talking about two men yes. who are 50 plus years old yes. who still finds it taboo yes. to talk about their trauma mm -hmm. as a child because they don't want to bring the stigma to the family. To, to the family. Wow. And so it is in the church. You know, we, we, we want church to be mm. an example of all that is good mm. and all that is holy, all <laughs> that is right perfect. There, and so we don't, we, don't, we don't want to talk about 
the theology of the cross. We don't want to talk mm. about suffering and pain. We want church to be a place where all we speak about is glory. Mm. You know, mm. hey, come come to church and make sure you wear your sunny best, make sure you drive your best car and, you, and you're looking good and talk about your job and make mm. sure you got your jewelry on. We want church to be a place where there's a demonstration of, of the blessings of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and so I, I can't talk about sexual abuse or substance abuse or mm -hmm. neglect mm -hmm. or, or rape. I, I mm -hmm. can't talk about any of my traumas in the church mm -hmm. because that begins to place a negative stigma on this glory that I'm trying to, to put. Mm -hmm. So now if you want to talk about it, then let me give you one day a week in the classroom all the way down the hall, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you can't broadcast it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Get your little group and I gave it to you and now you, should be, you, you right. should be good. Right. And, and so all of that talks about is how we have done a poor job of dealing with the mental health issues mm -hmm. that plague our communities, mm -hmm. right? And so what I'm grateful about, you know, at Centerpoint is that we don't, we don't, we don't hide from those issues. Mm -hmm. You know, last, last year uh, for, uh, for Assault Month, we transformed our whole uh, Sunday morning service. We didn't have preaching. Mm -hmm. You know, for Dustin Max of Violence Month, we we brought in a panel mm -hmm. during Sunday morning service, uh, and we began to engage in dialogue through our worship service mm -hmm. so that people, one, could have the platform yes. to speak of their trauma and their pain, and then secondly, provide resources. Yes. Because I don't know everybody who's hurt in my, in my congregation. Right. And they may not be open and, and willing to share that with me. Mm -hmm. Because also, the, the stigma or the motto is what goes on in this house Stays, stays in, in this, this house. house. So right. what you won't do is go outside of this house mm -hmm. and especially don't tell it in the church house. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we got to be willing to be very innovative in addressing, uh, you know, those type of issues. And, and so I champion, you know, every pastor, you know, who's, who's developed a mental health ministry in a congregation, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and not the pastor doing it. Mm -hmm. Right, because sometimes we can over spiritualize. Absolutely, you know, we we tell you to pray your way through, mm -hmm. you know, pray your way to your healing, pray your way to your deliverance, mm -hmm. and, and, and everything's and, the devil, and, and every and everything <laughs> yeah. is the, the devil, and so we spiritualize right. it. And there's some real traumatic experiences that people have encountered mm -hmm. that they need professional, yes. Yes. oh, yes. professional yes. counselors. Yes. And so I, yes. I I applaud every pastor that I know. Yes. Um, that is putting on mental health ministries and clinics, Amen. even during uh, this this season of furlough. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. you oh, know, absolutely. You know, we we absolutely. we, we want to feed the people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But we don't. But we got to also deal with the mental yes, health the conditions, depression, yes. depressions, yes. and anxiety, yes. and worry, Strive. and yeah. grief, exactly. and stress that people are going through. I'm 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 glad we're giving out food. I'm glad we're giving out clothes. But, but we need some, somebody we can talk Absolutely, to. Absolutely, because this whole government shutdown is triggering PTSD in people of maybe how they had to grow up without having food, mm. of having to be evicted yes. and put out. Yes. So these things are triggering Absolutely. some major things in their mind, and yes. we need to be addressing those and, things. And growing up, 
especially within the black community. If you don't do nothing else, if you don't go to school, you better go do what? Get a good, good government job. job. Yes. Right, and so right. for the government yeah, to be shut, shut down, down, and some of the government has provided education, you know, mm -hmm. of course, mm -hmm. financial um, way for them, their families, mm -hmm. which may cause them, like you said, to go back to where they remember mm -hmm. why the parents, mm -hmm. why I was taught better mm -hmm. get that good government job, you know right. what I mean? And so you're right, absolutely And right. Then, then it also speaks to what we always known to be true, right? It, it, is that, that any family is two paychecks away. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Of being homeless. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. which, which speaks to the lack of proper training around financial management and planning. Yes. That's true. You know, within our, without, without, within our community. Absolutely. Right? Now, we, we got the Benz, we got the Furs, we got the Fendi and the, and the Gucci and the Prada, and we look good when we step out, but we walk around here, the majority of us, house poor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? Can't miss a paycheck. Right. You know, without the threat. Of, of, of having, you know, and look, praise God for Hawk being outside. Because mm -hmm. one thing I know is Pepco can't turn off your, your electric. <laughs> yes. And, and the yes. gas company can't turn off your gas, yep. you know, That's when it's below a certain temperature. Okay. So somebody ought to be saying, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, yes, for the right. cold oh. outside. Uh, at least I'm going to have yes, some so. heat that, but in But that's my house. true. I mean, that's true. That's true. That's so true. And people being evicted. Mm, too cold for that. It's too cold to put you out. And, you know, just thinking about it, even when it comes to how you talk about, like, the community and things like that, I mean, that's important for us to realize that even within our own brothers and sisters, that at the end of the day, these are things that is affecting our community before the furlough. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you before know, the furlough. It's, it's been affecting mm -hmm. our community. So this is just some awesome conversation it right is. now. <laughs> I mean, it's a real conversation. These are the conversations that we need to be having. Like, I am so glad that you brought up the um, the whole thing about praying, man. Don't get me wrong. Prayer is awesome. You have to pray. But there has to be action after you get up off your knees and pray. You know, a lot of people have been praying for years and still in their same situation with God. Like, would you just get up and go hit the switch? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, would you just get up and go hit the switch? And it will solve all what you keep praying to me for. So we have to think about that, that it takes some action behind the prayers to go and change the things that we want to change. It's going to take us to change them. Yeah. But yes, God gives absolutely. us the strength through prayer to make the change. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at my notes and I don't even know if you realize this, Mignon, but Pastor Rago last year was awarded the Pastor of the Year for Community Engagement and Outreach in the Baptist Convention, mm -hmm. in the Baptist Convention. And just you talking and listeners probably can see why you got that award because Absolutely. of the community and outreach. You know, but because awesome. we need this in the church, like we, we need this in the church, that whole um, community engagement, because there's so many people that walks into the church and sits on those pews and they are hurting. Mm -hmm. right. They are hurting so bad. And, you know, and then like for me, as when I was going through my domestic violence situation, mm -hmm. I'm in the church and I'm serving on ministries. And one time I got the courage to tell someone and she told me to just pray. And I'm like. Yeah. Mm. You don't think I'm doing that? Mm. I am praying. But what 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 else? Yeah. I need I need something else. Right, you need I know some somebody else go along here. with it. Yeah. I know somebody else that been through this and know they can give me something else. I got the prayer part. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. But where's that other part? Where's that other connect that mm -hmm. I'm missing? Mm -hmm. And so it's so I'm, I'm so happy that now that the church is looking at it from a different perspective, the saying that, yes, these are the um, issues that's plaguing the congregation. How do we deal with it? Mm -hmm. What do we do? What is our next step? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm thankful to you. I'm mm -hmm. thankful to you and uh, many other pastors um, out there that, that has the courage Absolutely. to step up to change mm -hmm. what Absolutely. we have been so accustomed to doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's sweeping it under the rug. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, faith without works is dead, mm -hmm. you know, and and so we 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 have to be mindful that, yeah, we pray, but there's also work, there's an action that we have to put with our with our with our prayer life, mm -hmm. uh, and so nobody should should go to the church um, and say they need help mm -hmm. and told go pray about it. You know, and no matter what that what that help looks like, there are too many resources out here, uh, and and churches just need to find a way, you know, to tap into the available resources that are within their community, mm -hmm. so that when people come, you know, to their church, they they have a way of directing them in, in the right way. Some sometimes our safeguard is to tell people to go pray about it because we don't know what else what to else do. Is, yes, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. We yes. we don't we don't know where to send you. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know where the resources are in, in a community. And, and, and so not to make excuse, that's just the reality of where some of us find ourselves. Uh, and, 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 and so I'm glad uh, that now we, we have our conventions and our associations that are becoming more actively involved in the social affairs that are impacting our community. And, and, and because we can't escape it anymore. Right, absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's yeah, right it's here in front of us. Social yeah. media, yeah. you know, has placed it right here yeah. in front of us. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we can't say, oh, we don't know. Absolutely. Right. You know, we don't know what's going on or we don't know where to send you be, because it's happening right there in front of us. Yes. And also the resources to help people is right there in front of us absolutely. also. Absolutely, yes. You are right. That is true. That is true. And on that, we mm -hmm. are going to take a break. So we'll be right back. You are watching The McGeorge Show.
your host, McYon. And I am your co-host, Amina. And so what we're going to do, we're going to continue with Pastor O here. Hey. <laughs> it has been a great yes. conversation. If you are just tuning in, you're going to have to watch the replay. I'm telling you, he has gave us some awesome nuggets here today to be able to help us, you know, be able to help what we're doing out here. So, um, Pastor O, tell us, um, do you have anything that's coming up? Absolutely. First, let me shout out. Uh, the Center Point Baptist Church family, uh, love y'all much, love y'all dearly uh, for putting up with me all through my <laughs> own mess, you know, and they know it too because I don't hide it, you know. Listen, don't don't look to me, look to God. Because I, I, I got my stuff I'm going through just like y'all, you know. But shout, shout out to all of my Center Point Baptist Church family. Uh, Y'all can connect with us at centerpointdmv.org, centerpointdmv.org, or check us out on Facebook at Centerpoint Baptist Church. We just relocated. Uh, we spent the last three years uh, in uh, the Ward 8 community, uh, Southeast Washington, D.C. This year, God has blessed us, uh, and we moved to the Marshall Heights community uh, off of East Capitol Street and Benton Road in yes. Southeast Washington, D.C. And so our new address is 5100 E Street, Southeast Washington, D.C. Uh, our service time is 9 o'clock a.m. I know y'all say, oh, Lord, 9 o'clock a.m., <laughs> but you're out by 1030, you're home by 1045, you're cooking breakfast and eating by 11 o'clock, so you're good and you can spend the rest of your day doing what you want to do. You can go to brunch, you can go to lunch, you can go to dinner. We don't have no 3 o'clock services, no 5 o'clock service, no 6 o'clock service. We just have a service at 9 o'clock, so make sure you stop by and visit us. We are new to the community. Yeah. Uh, we reached out uh, to the uh, Metropolitan Police Department. We reached out to our ANC commissioners, uh, to DC Department of Employment Services. And so the first Saturday uh, in February, we're doing a Marshall Heights uh, Community Town Hall meeting oh. uh, that will take place at 1.30 p.m. at the Church 5100 E Street Southeast. Uh, we are partnering with uh, D.C. Metropolitan Police Department, uh, our local ANCs. Uh, we're getting a new elementary school uh, up in Marshall Heights, and so we're going to have some information there Wonderful. Uh, about enrollment and how to get your kids involved. Uh, at the lo at the elementary school, uh, we're trying to bring out DC Department of Employment Services. We are in the midst uh, of our summer youth employment yes. registration, yes. Uh, and so we don't want the Marshall Heights community to be overlooked, and so we want to bring that resource to you and serve as a one stop. Uh, and so look uh, look for that information on our Facebook page. Uh, on our website and then also distributed throughout the community so you know exactly what to bring with your kids to get them enrolled for the 2019 Summer Youth Employment Program that was created by the one and only Mayor Mary and Mary. Mary and Mary. Mary and Mary. Washington. Yeah, Washington. See, Washington. Yeah. See, we said Mayor and Mary at the same yeah, time. Mayor and Mary. Yeah, no. <laughs> Wasn't Marin Bear? <laughs> oh, oh my that goodness. is true. That is so funny yes. because that is so That's true. That's what we do. Oh my goodness. Oh, that was 
was funny. True DC thing. You guys definitely have to check them out. Come on over to Ward 7, over the Marshall Heights area, and support, support um, Pastor O. Area. Ask Lane. Support Pastor O. He's <laughs> doing this thing and bring your kids out and register them for the 2019 Summer Youth Program. Yes. So we want to thank you. We want to thank, thank you, you for everything that you are doing in the community and Absolutely. keep up the awesome work. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having me represent Centerpoint uh, on this day yes. uh, for your show. Uh, proud of the work that you all are doing in the community uh, to keep issues before us Absolutely. that we can address them and how you, you know, tap into the whole faith-based area of our communities and make sure that we stay connected and engaged. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Thank you so much. And no judgment, no, no shame, shame, just love. love. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we can just say peace. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for watching the McYon Show. Again, we are here each and every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to thank everybody that's watching on VoxWave.com. YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Amina, can you tell them where they can follow you? Amina McWhirter, M-C-W-H-I-R-T-E-R, -E and that's on Facebook, that's on Instagram, and Love by the Handles. Not Love Handles, but Love <laughs> by the Handles. And as always, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at MBA Speaks and also at the Lakeisha Brown Foundation. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. God bless and have a great evening.